We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Okay, ready? Think what you know, and it's about a time when you get yourself in a I want to it's a ratio. Okay, though. It's a ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. You're a phenomenal person. I mean, you legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. And you are a female artist who was never about like selling sex. Yeah. Right? Like right. always clothed, always respectful, right. like, you know, like talk to me as an MC. I'm not doing right. that thing. And I understand the value of that. That came afterwards though. I, that In came a, afterwards. Largely afterwards, yes. Yeah, because I always wanted to show my, my feminine son. I always wanted to be a lady. You know, when we I remember, you know, okay, the style of hip-hop, okay, you know, me just getting in it, okay, this is kind of like the style, I'll adjust to it. But I remember after a while, I wanted to, like, soften, like, okay, enough of that, you know, journalists asking, was I gay, you know, all the rappers gay, that, I was offended by that, like, oh, I'm not gay, do I look like I'm gay? I mean, you know, nothing wrong with right. those who are, of course, um, but I wasn't, and so I didn't want to be portrayed as it. So it, now I have this at the in the back of my head, thinking like, wow, you know, you know, is that what they think of the artist, a female artist, you know? Yo-Yo was one of the great Cali MCs of her time. I always loved Don't Play With My Yo-Yo, her record with Ice Cube. Now she's all into cooking. She's got a show on a rise called Downright Delicious with Yo-Yo. Let's talk about cooking and hip-hop with the legend Yo-Yo on Torre Show. So wait, tell me about Downright Delicious with Yo-Yo. With Yo-Yo, Downright Delicious. This is a new chapter. This is a new chapter, yes. But sharing something that's been part of your life for a long time? Sharing something, exposing myself pretty much. I mean, it's been my happy place. It's been my fun. I mean, you know, no one knew I cooked. So it's a place that, I mean, you know, so I'm opening up myself and my home to viewers and bringing them into a place where I felt safe and I love cooking. I'm an entertainer. I entertain. I feel like I give people my heart when I cook for them. So. What do you put in your food that makes it sparkle? You talk about, you know, I'm an yeah, entertainer. Like right. what, what are you putting, what are you doing? You know, I cook with love. 
I mean, you know, it's just my time. You know, it's the patience I put in it. You know, and that's all food is. You can, you know, how many ways can you make a steak? How many ways can you make a salmon? <laughs> you you know what I mean? Yeah. But the difference is, is I I put a lot of heart into it. I, I look for great recipes. I make them my own. And then I spoil my friends. I mean, it's a party when you come to my house. So if you were to come to my house, you know, I would I would think of something that would, you would probably like. Like if you don't eat meat, you know, I would think of the best fish dish. And I would, you know, I would put my heart in it trying to, you know, figure out, hmm, you know, how would I make this special? And I would make a special dish for you. What, what is your best dish? Every dish I make is delicious. Um, Michelle but, Obama is coming to dinner tonight. Oh, what are goodness. you making her? If Michelle Obama was coming to dinner. With I Oprah. Would, <laughs> with Oprah. Wow. I would what probably make. Let me see. I would make a fish dish. I would probably make a sea bass. Um Mm, yeah, probably a sea bass with some vegetables. I probably make some, yeah, some what vegetables. What are the seasonings that you love that you would recommend to the other home chefs? You know, some seasonings that I love. I'm a basic seasoning person. A lot of my seasoning comes from the freshness of the ingredients I put, whether it's um, the scallions, the leeks, whatever I'm using to add the flavor to it. But my basic seasoning is... Sea salt, pepper, I mean, garlic powder, unless I'm adding in some something extra that goes with a fish dish or a jerk dish, you know, if I'm making something spicy. And those are the those are the finds of being a, a cook or learning to love to cook. You know what I mean? So, okay, explain this to me, right? Because if you said Southern cuisine, I know what that is. You said right. New England cuisine, I know what that is. Right. I know L.A. and Southern Cal has its thing, but I yes. can't put. I I can't Spanish argue, Mexican it, food. Okay. Mexican food. Okay. California. That, I mean, that, but, that's what the black black well, people listen, in Southern Cal are eating. Blacks like, are what Spanish. Is that, what is that? What is, <laughs> no, true, black, true. But what is that? What is that culture? That food culture? We're eating soul food. We're eating yeah. soul food. I mean, from down south, Mississippi, Texas, kind of cooking, but it's really just basic um, Sunday dinners that are normal, you know, around in the community. I grew up eating just macaroni and cheese. I grew up eating um, fried chicken, yeah. you know, collard greens, all of that. So the the desire to want to do more is from going out to these fancy restaurants, yeah. um, buying all of this fancy food, paying hundreds of dollars for a beautiful yeah. steak. Um, and me loving to cook and being inquisitive, I just started creating my own dishes. I make the best oyster, a sesame seed oil steak that you've ever had in a broiler Ooh. really quick um, with some saucy mashed potatoes, um, a, an arugula salad, and um, with a margarita. <laughs> Just one margarita? I mean, a couple. Two, maybe four, five? <laughs> Listen, we make a pitcher so we don't have to keep going back and making it. You just pour it. It's in the refrigerator. So this is the current chapter. Can we go back to the first chapter when we got to know who yes. you were? Yes, Because Don't Play With My Yo-Yo right. was a huge record. Yes. Right? It, it, it was like a neutron bomb, and I could still hear that chorus in my mind all the Amazing. time. Don't try to play me right. out. Right. And, you know, and the contrast of Cube's voice yes. and your voice right. was dope. Right. Take me back to the night y'all made that record and like what you wow. were writing, right. how you were, what was the vibe? Did he, is he like coaching you, Cube? No. He's, is Dre, did Dre produce that? No, 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 no. Um, Sir Jinx produced it. Okay. It, the best part about this song was the initial 
after meeting Cube and we linking together to, you know, Cube was still staying um, in Los Angeles at that time. I just remember writing the songs, you know, writing the songs. We couldn't, we couldn't really come up with something and we'd write, we'd write for hours. And one day he came, he said, I got it. I said, what? He said, you can't play with my yo-yo. And we were just like, yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. You can't play with my... And it just went on. Sir Jinx added that, you know, don't try to play me out, which is actually Latifah. Right, 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 right. The sample of Latifah. So, yeah, that's how it was. I mean, in the studio, yes, of course he coached me. You know, I was always... I mean, I never was in the studio when... Um, I wasn't a studio performer. I was a stage performer. Right. I, I was always performing around Los Angeles. So in the studio, he and Jinx would say, you know, teach me how to ride the beat on the top beat. I like the downbeat, which, you know, I still perform to the downbeat. But in the studio, you know, it was on the one, you know, come on, right here. So, yeah. Wait, so for the studio, mm-hmm. what would be the difference between being on the one versus being on the two? On this, I mean, it's just it's 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 preference. It's the way you. It's however you want to deliver the song. Right. You know what I mean. Cube had a specific way. He's the on top. Right. Me, I'm just a little under. Yeah. KRS One told me you got to be a little behind. Yeah, and Cube likes to be on the. That's way. that's where like he's like that's where the coolness comes Listen, in that you're a little behind. And that's me. I'm I'm right in the rock. I'm right <laughs> when you get ready to rock with it. Right with the rock start. I'm right there. Did you do the chorus first? We did, let's see. Oh. Yeah, I think we did the chorus first. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, was, you, it wasn't always it wasn't all the way together. We did the chorus first, you know, you can't play with my yo-yo. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I I can't remember if we did the hook first. I mean, when you had the hook together, did you feel like, yeah, that's some catchy shit? You know, I I didn't know. I mean, I I liked the song Immediately, because it took me from a young girl who was just rapping. You know, I had my own thing, but this seemed produced to me. This seemed like I was taking a step up. You know, of course it was a hit. We actually didn't have the song that we used originally wasn't the song when we remixed uh, remixed it with the, uh, what what is it? The um, Isley Brothers. Is it the Isley Brothers? Okay. Is it the Isley Brothers? Does anybody know? <laughs> Hello, the world out there. No one knows. We'll get, we'll get an answer. We'll give you an answer. In a well, second. yeah. Is it the Isley Brothers? Yeah. But part of the brilliance of the record. They it, remixed it. Sorry, yeah, and yeah. and that became the biggest song. That's when I really liked the song. I didn't like the original music of the first song, and when Sir Jinx remixed it, that's what gave it's it. It's a little. Different. Of the Latifah vibe of mm-hmm. like, you're going to respect me, but not in a way that is off-putting to the guys, right? So right. she puts herself up like, like I'm not to be played with, mm-hmm. don't mess with me. But there's also kind of thing of like, well, th- that I want her, right? Right, Because she's not easy, right? She's not, yeah. right? I have to work for that. That's what I want, right? So it was kind of like, like I'm like... Yeah, cool. Like, she's saying, like, respect me. I'm like, yeah, I can dig that. You know, when we came, when I first started music, we came from a generation where N.W.A. was, it was more so of, um, you know, uh, what was, like, bitch is a bitch. Strawberries. Um, oh, no, they had some, oh, so many, but, you know. Yeah. So it was the whole vibe. It was me just defending, you know, the women. Way before I even knew anything about, you know. Well, Latifah did, uh, who you calling the bitch? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? You didn't know about what Latifah was doing. I knew about her, but not as big as we were just young girls defending rap in Los Angeles. Right, right. So you so you're speaking back to Cuban NWA. Right. That's that's where the defense came from. You know, but meeting up with Ice Cube and having Ice Cube work with me because I was like, I don't want to work with I want to work. I'm, I'm you know, I you, have my you style. You didn't want to work with him at first. Well, I didn't know if I was, no, I didn't know if I wanted to work with him. I had to meet him and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, this whole thing. No, I didn't know. I didn't know that he wrote the lyrics for N.W.A. I had no history of, I never researched who N.W.A. was. We just, we just bumped their music. You know what I mean? Okay. They were just big in Los Angeles, but there were a lot of big artists. But I was just thinking like, wow, how could I go home and tell my mother that Ice Cube from N.W.A. wants to meet me, you know, and work with me, you know? I mean, I know a lot of women talk about being hip hop fans, especially at that time. Right. Puts you in a difficult position because they're talking about bitches and hoes and they're saying mm-hmm. crazy things right, about right, women. Right. And still, I love the music. I like these brothers, even though right. they're saying crazy things. We got to right. go to the club to meet the guys. That's what they're playing. But you're putting me in a position. And you seem to have felt that acutely. Of course. I mean, you know, you're young. I mean, you know, you really wasn't a fan. It wasn't something that you just, you know, you loved the music. Hip hop was fairly new still then. Sure. You know, yeah, this yeah. is the early. Yeah. I mean, what I met Cube in what, 89? Yeah, you're, you're still er, fairly, early 90s mm-hmm. hitting. Like, that's still early. 89. It's yeah. the beginning of like the true nationalization and, of, and, of and, hip hop. And, and mind you, hip hop for me was, you know, Sugar Hill Game yep. at the same time. I mean, yep. you were listening to Run DMC. So when I'm thinking, to be big in hip hop or to even work with someone, there's we had so the range was so wide. Yeah. Do you understand? So, you know, Ice Cube, NWA. You're thinking, you know, Roxanne Shante, you, you know, Salt and Pepper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just, but we didn't realize how big NWA was. I didn't oh, realize. Didn't. No, I mean, we had a lot of big artists. We had King T. We had Battle Ram. Uh, we had. You know, Dr. Dre and their crew. I mean, you know, it was just like a vibe. But NWA was like historic, it's like a, it's right historic. away. Well, the songs were big. It wasn't historic right away. For, I mean, I mean, it was always big, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't really. I mean, it we had felt, a lot of. I feel like it, to me, I think it, felt it came like on. They <laughs> were special in the middle of their career. Like this is something they are doing something different. I felt Public Enemy and NWA was doing something entirely different. And it, right then, than other people. I mean, but living in it was a lot different. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're hearing all these different songs. You really didn't know. They were consistent, of course. Yeah. I mean, but it was really, you know, it was just a, it was a different tone yeah. for a 17-year-old to really want to be attracted to thinking, that, oh, this is the next big thing. Oh, we heard them a lot. I mean, we didn't really have a lot of radio stations to play them. We listened to them on one station. I mean, so we'll hear, you know, uh, a tape of them, and then we'd listen to... Uh, K Day, and we'll hear LL Cool J. I need love. I mean, so you know, it was, it was, you know, so it was a lot different. You know, it was a different variety that you had to choose from. So, but meeting Ice Cube, meeting Ice Cube. I never really hung out with NWA or or knew them. I met Ice Cube after he left NWA. So I never got a chance to hang with the clique. Um, but meeting Ice Cube, I got a chance to understand him as a man and meet him and the demeanor of him instantly changed my perception of who he was. And it gave me just an insight, a quick insight of what hip hop was. And, you know, just, you know, because here I was, you know, understanding that, oh, wow, he's, he's a, he's a businessman. He's yeah. a professional. I mean, yeah. he's smart. Yeah. 
You know, he's talented. Yeah. So I got a chance to see the man behind, you know, the image or the voice that we, we heard without meeting him. When did you start rapping? I started in sixth grade, maybe. Why? Um, Poet. Loved the music. Following Oops. the trend. What songs did you love that made you think, uh, I could do that? I mean, every hip-hop song. To hip-hop, Sugar Hill Gang, um... Roxanne, Roxanne, we had a show called Roxanne's Twins. Of course, we called ourselves the Deaf City Girls, mimicking, uh, of course, Run DMC. Roxanne Chante's voice was so ah, real. She was a gangster. Oh I loved it. Oh, my God. She was a gangster. I loved it. Yeah, she was the first woman to defend women against yeah. men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we had the Roxanne Twins. We were the Deaf City Girls. Um. But I loved Cameo to me used to rap, you know? Okay. Yeah. There were so many songs. I forget, you know, um, I'm Blondie, uh, uh, Sequence. Okay. Um, you know, there was a lot of different songs that, because that's when I think the mix and the instrumentals came in. We uh -huh. wanted to rap over the instrumentals and so you're like, find out. I can do that. Yeah. I was doing it. At, you said 12, sixth grade? You said sixth 12? grade, I had started rapping. I started doing talent shows. I, our name was Humongous, 12th grade. Everybody knew us, of us. We kicked everybody's ass. Nobody could could uh, beat us in battling. We won every talent show, competition. And that's... The whole auditorium knew the Deaf City Girls, who we be with, the devastating, fascinating, cold MCs, rocking this place. Everyone would say it. We had a theme song. <laughs> We had costumes. We would perform at the skating rink. We had a fan club. People were you would follow us thinking, around. Thinking maybe I can get to the next level. Never. No. Never. I didn't even know what the next level was. Seventeen years old, fresh out of high school. You know, really, I've I've been an entertainer my whole life. My mother used to always talk shit about me. You know, leaving the house, I always had something to do. You know, I always had something. But this to is do. very eighties hip hop that. Most of those people were not thinking careerist. No, never. Because there wasn't really that much of an infrastructure to right. make a career of course. out of it. So people are thinking album now, tour now, yeah. but not like now people are clearly like thinking yeah. long term and having very long careers. Most yeah. of the folks who started in the 80s did not have long careers right. because nobody was right. getting money like that right. and thinking like that. Mm -hmm. So, but you propel when Cube calls. Yes. Yes, and meeting Sylvia Rome. Mm. I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I knew it was special. I mean, because I worked on Cube's album, America's Most Wanted. And uh, I did that song with him. So he had his first sh show in New York, you know. I did some touring with him. He had his first show in New York at the Apollo. This is when I knew it was huge. I mean, it was the biggest show. He came out, you know, um, where he's swinging the bat, he's just like, and I'm coming out like, wait, 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 who you calling up? You know, it was just the energy. I knew right then, instantly, I'm just on stage like, wow. They would throw money on stage. We did two shows. It was one of the biggest shows ever historical for me. I had chills. I just was, you know, I was on the, you know, on the complete high. I was like, wow, this is major. And then, you know, doing the, um, the big arenas, just let me know, like, wow, this is something special. Yeah. Yeah. He slash the L.A. world needed you or someone like you. 
because it was very masculine, mm-hmm. and right? And at some point, yeah. like there's there's room and we gotta leaven this a tiny bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like if it was like if it wasn't you, they had to they would have had to invent you, right? They were. They, I mean, they were girls. They had the JJ fad. I just think the yeah. the cons, I mean, but the concept of who. I mean, yeah, you but that fit was some the hip hop vibe. JJ Fad was, had a great record, but they, yeah. that's a, they, they were a little bit different, yeah. right? You could stand next to NWA and it made sense. Yeah. Or Ice Cube. Yeah. I mean, you were you were very much L.A. and L.A. needed you. Yeah, I was L.A. I was one of the first. I'm telling you, nobody. I don't know anybody who could take me under. I tried them all. <laughs> I went to school with them all. Seriously, no one could. There was a lot of females out there, but. I mean, Did you, you know, battle Cube? No, never. Yeah. Mm-mm. We went straight to the top. I met Cube. We got to work. Sylvia Rome, the song. Why are there so many great MCs out of Compton? What is that? Like, I think there's more MCs per capita out of Compton than anywhere else. I, you know, I think, you know, Compton is just, you know, this. it's an urban market. South Central Los Angeles, Inglewood, Long Beach. Those were the areas that they kept us. So we, I mean, you know, we a lot of blacks wasn't allowed on the other side of Wilshire, north of Wilshire. So you all of this area. So when you say you're from Compton, you're from Inglewood, Linwood, everybody has touched a part of it. It just just depends. You know what I mean? You're not just from one section. Nobody, you know, it's not just Compton. I think South Central Los Angeles. I could say, you know, born in Compton. Grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Lived in Carson, California. My kids grew up in Beverly. You know, so it's just uh, it's just sections. Yeah. And I did, I used to didn't want to talk about those sections until I, because I felt like it was it was stereotypical, stereo, yeah, stereotypical, yeah, of them to kind of you know have a a, a notion of who you were or what you represented, and I just felt like it, people didn't have a lot of space to grow. So before I, I kind of avoided saying, you know, Compton, South Central Los Angeles, and people say, well, where are you from? I say, I'm from is, Los Angeles. Is there not something special about Compton? And every area is special, but Compton has done so much oh, yes. to create oh, culture. That's But growth comes that kind of knowledge. But when you're young and all you see is this image yeah. that the world is betraying over, you know, hip hop and the community. Like I know, you know wherever I, I go. Did, I didn't know how to explain, you know, just just the, the dynamic of a city or not just Compton, yeah. South Central. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The beauty of I mean, it like, and the beauty of the people. Wherever I go, people, Brooklyn, people yeah. have a vision of what that means. Yeah, but it's, it's a little different. Wherever you go, South Central, yeah. people have a vision of what that means. Yes. But you're like, I don't like what you think it is. Until I was able to explain it and give it some depth and go back in there and understand who I am and what I represent from that neighborhood. Now I can proudly say I am from every aspect of South Central Los Angeles, Compton. I mean well. I go back. I give into it. I pour into it. I build them up. You know what I mean? So, yes, it's a, it's a big difference now for me to talk about it. Can we talk about Tupac? No. No? No, my kid's father hates that. It's like enough of that shit. I'm sorry. No disrespect, but he's like, listen, how long was that? How long did you date him? Come on, another interview with him, and I'm really, I'm, I'm gonna take my name off your kids. <laughs> 
I want to. I don't want to cause but, problems at home. It's just a point of hip hop yeah, history. I know. But. Yeah, but I, I love Pac. I'm so glad that he's getting his star. Well deserved. You know, he's a uh, young, gifted, and talented. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, I just feel like you know. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I, you know, there's 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 some women artists who I'm close enough to to have like real conversations. Yes, and they talk about the sexism that they have uh, experienced in the industry mm -hmm. and things like you know I'm in a session that I paid for and the men in the session that who I am mm -hmm. are talking mm -hmm. down to me mm -hmm. and things like that or yeah. just you know A and R executives not taking you as seriously yeah as, is, is have, have you experienced sexism like that um you know of course i have i mean you know it's just the fact that you had to deal with people who didn't want to deal with you you know yeah. just walk around you talk around you of course but i mean i didn't really understand it then you know it was just one girl to one click i, I knew the record company wanted the advice of the production company at my time it was ice cube the you know street knowledge productions so, but yeah, of course you did. I mean, the fight to, to the fight to have a voice was always um, a, a a road to you know a real one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't easy to find your voice. It wasn't e easy to um, say what you wanted. It wasn't e easy to change. It wasn't easy to get information. Yeah. It wasn't easy to you know it was it really wasn't easy. But over time, I think. Um, I don't know. Over time, shit, it's still sexist. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you know, women who women have fought for their voice now. You have more women in position than you have men. And, you know, um, and now women's voices are being heard. So, I mean, it, it's hard to ignore them. They're doing the shit on their own. They're very successful. You have a lot of business women behind the scenes now where it was hip hop was mainly just men. I mean, the women that they had were just like pawns. You would just, do what the men say do. And that's behind the scenes. That's not even for artists. That's just those who work for the labels. Yeah. 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 I think also with the audience, specifically the hip hop audience is overwhelmingly male. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of feels like a boys club. Definitely a boys club. Yeah. And when women enter mm -hmm. as artists, it's, it's like we're taking a harder look at you. Right. Like it's you have to you have to really and you and women really had to put it. You really had to you and women really had to have that. You don't give a fuck attitude, too. You know what I mean? You had to really stand your ground. You had to really be secure. You had to really be tough. I think I became more tougher in the game than I was before I started. Really? The game. Of course, without question. I mean, you know, literally had to, you know, um, stand firm on a lot of things, you know, um, defend myself. I mean, you know have some harsh words be said out loud, um, you know, that people took offense to and thought that because, you know, opportunities were given or, you know, that I shouldn't have. But, you know, yeah, I, I definitely had to take a stand in a lot of situations. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash 
all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy. And we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy. And I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer. Because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. And you are a female artist who was never about like selling sex, yeah. right? Like right. always clothed, always respectful, right. like, you know, like treat, talk to me as an MC. I'm not doing right. that thing. And I understand the value of that. That came afterwards, though. I, that In came a, afterwards. Largely afterwards, yes. Yeah, because I always wanted to show my, my feminist side. I always wanted to be a lady. You know, when we... I remember, you know, okay, the style of hip-hop, okay, you know, me just getting in it, okay, this is kind of like the style, I'll adjust to it. But I remember after a while, I wanted to, like, soft it, like, okay, enough of that, you know, journalists asking, was I gay, you know, all the rappers gay, that, I was offended by that, like, no, I'm not gay, do I look like I'm gay? I mean, you know, nothing wrong with right. those who are, of course, um, but I wasn't, and so I didn't want to be portrayed as it. So it, now I have this at the in the back of my head, thinking like, wow, you know. I think I'm gay. Like, you know, is that what they think of the, the artist, a female artist, you know? So trying to find a happy medium with myself into a area that I'm new, um, trying to understand what the hell everybody's talking about without pretending like I know, you know, asking questions without looking dumb um, and just sometimes sitting quiet. So it was really challenging to find my place, um, that I felt comfortable and secure enough to um, have the vicious fights or the vicious things that, you know, I was trying to take slowly but surely. The the question of are you gay in the 90s yeah. 
yeah. meant something a lot different than it does today. Of course. We were far less right. accepting as right. a nation of course. then. Yeah. And to have somebody say that uh, about somebody who's trying to grow up, uh, glow up in the public eye, that could, could potentially like hurt or end your career. Well, no, no, no. I, I didn't look at it like that at that time. I mean, for girls, it wasn't... A thing for guys, it was. But yeah. For girls, it really wasn't a thing. Um, it's just that that just wasn't me. I, I wanted to be sexy and cute, you know. I, there was like and a I, whole. And I wanted, and you didn't see that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a whole witch hunt almost for the gay rapper. Do you remember this? Right. We never found him, did we? The- <laughs> Do we ever find who it was? <laughs> they, I don't think, they looked. They looked. I, they, they looked. I know they looked. There was like an was it was it start from an article or something? Yeah, you Where remember that? Somebody That's said crazy, there was right. a, and then we were all who oh right. who oh it was an anonymous article, right? Right. And like who it and I know, oh yeah. God. Wow. I remember trying. that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? I can't believe we did that. Right. That was crazy. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. The search. And we were looking too. Right? right? It was we like, it was totally it? like Salem witch trials. I Who's know. the gay rapper? We're gonna get like, oh my god. I know, right. Whoever you are, come out now. You can blow the hell up <laughs> quickly. <laughs> oh my god. Um your voice is special. Just the sound of your voice, <laughs> I think, is great. And just uh it it was it was High, but not too high. It, it it was it was piercing in a good way. It like cut through the track. Like it was it was it was a really special instrument. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I wish I could sing, but I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just you know me. It's just a, my my sound. That's so crazy. People know me for my for my voice, no now, matter what. But you were you started as a stage. It's interesting. You started as a stage performer because a lot of rappers start as studio performers, right? Which which has out. kept me that which has kept me. Thank God, right? Because you, I right. could hold a crowd. You know, I could entertain because that's what I started out as. An but when you but the sound that you heard as a stage performer is entirely different than the sound you get when you get headphones and you actually hear the way right. that we hear you. Right. Right. Because your voice doesn't sound the same to and you as it does to work. me. That's right. That takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of work. And that's why I have the Yo-Yo School of Hip Hop. I teach kids that because that took me a little adjusting and getting used to, you know, I tell them, you know, you have to do both inside and outside. You know, a lot of people want to jump straight to the studio. You know, and then they get on the stage and they can't perform. So it's a a good balance. Wait, and I have the best teacher. What in Cube? Yes, Yes. of course. In the way that you teach people to be an MC, what what do you teach them? What is the curriculum? Um, well, I teach them to, well, there's, there's beat production, you yeah. know, there, ha- there's lyrics class. So kids learn to write lyrics. Um, well, what are, what are you talking about in the lyrics class? They learn how to write. Yeah. I mean, you know, we teach, well, I do two classes. We have teachers that do the lyrics classes. They learn the structure of writing, you know, the different formulas, the different patterns of rhyming. They, they talk about stories and how to bring that story into, um, you know, to a song, you know, talk about the hook of the song, what brings it in. Yeah, they work with producers and Lyrics artists. and what else? Lyrics, beat production, um, vocal training. We have um, theater and, did I say dance? No. Yeah, and dance. Yeah, there's a theatricality to hip hop, but you're kind of pretending that you're not, right? Yeah. Like an R&B 
singer is going to overtly come out shirt wide open and like he's performing for you or she's performing for yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Like the rapper's kind of pretending like I'm I'm just here. Just doing my thing. Yeah. You know what? A lot of rappers just, there's a lot of kids who just want to be in music. And hip hop is just so popular. There was no place for a kid to go and learn how to write. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've learned, I've learned how powerful lyrics are and how much the kids are watching. So, you know, having that kind of focus on um, something that's so big in our community, but yet there's no direction for these kids. And I just feel like, no one's really in the community the way and loves the community like me. Of course, being an artist, yeah. I just decided to take that um, and bring in all of my celebrity friends, do it in the urban community, let them come out, get a taste of success or fame or just be taught um, everything I thought I wasn't taught How do you, jumping into this game. How do you teach them how to flow? Well, some of them come in with it. A yeah, lot of them come sure. in, you know, it's a style but, but already. If, but if somebody's not there yet, right? Like, I feel like I could teach you how to write a rhyme, mm-hmm. but to be able to make it come to life against right. a well, beat, they have to, that's well, different. Yeah, well, they have to learn the beat. You know, it's it's it, it all comes together. They learn the beat. You know, they learn the beats and, you you know, you, 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 you flow with it. Some of them have a different flow. They teach me a different flow. Uh-huh. Some of these young kids have a different pattern. That's that I could have never taught them. Right. You know, because really it's just your style and you adjust. We adjust to their style and help them form it. I mean, that to me is my favorite part of hip hop. Of hearing how this given MC is flowing through the track. Right. And you might be talking nonsense. You might be talking conscious. You might be talking. I mean, I I have feeling like. Most rap songs, the, right. the thesis of most rap songs is I'm the shit. Uh, right. That's, that's almost, right, right, most right, of the time right, that's yeah. what you're saying, right? right? You can't play with my yo-yo. You're like, right, I, I'm, I'm the shit. shit. You right. can't. You can't. Right. But, right? right. Also, my DJ's the shit. But right. Right, right. back to the main part, I'm the shit. <laughs> like, and back to me. You, you know, right? I'm, I'm tough. I got money. I got girls. Yeah. I got, you know, I do whatever right. I want all day. Right. You know, And that's what we try to get them to talk, not talk about. So there is a, a segment, you know, a section where we say, listen, you know, no boasting, no bragging, mm. you know, to try to get themselves out of that. And to be honest, it's hard for them to do. Mm. That's an exercise that's hard to do. Mm. It, it, you know, I could see where folks would listen to what's out there and go, well, what else is there to talk exactly. about? And that's exactly what they do. We used to tell stories. Yeah. Your era was a lot mm-hmm. of stories. Yeah. There's not that many stories. Right. Like story songs. Right. I miss that. Yeah. It's, I know. We, we all do. We all do. But look at hip hop. I mean, 50 years, it's coming back. So many people, no matter who you are, how old you are, I mean, they're they're turning on these stations that are playing our kind of music that we love. I mean, I'm finding myself going back to listen to music my mom listened to. You know, we just want, we, we do want great music. I hate to complain, but I feel like, you know, in your era, one of the things I loved, that 90s, 80s, 90s, I knew where you were from. Yeah. And I got a sense of the vibe of LA yeah. from you. Or yeah. the vibe of Jersey from Tretch. Yes. Or the vibe of Miami from yeah. Luke and them, yeah. Wayne, whatever. And now I feel like it's a more of a flat sound of where you could come from anywhere. You use the words and yeah. the Yeah, oh listen, could... and I tell them all the time when, you know, the young ones come and they yo, yo, can I spit something with you? Of course you can. Let me hear you, you know. It's just the same. And, you know, I talk to them after I after I'm disappointed 
and what I hear, I'll say, you know, that you could be great because I like your flow or I like this or I'm like, you know, but listen, I mean, I know, you you know, I don't want to disappoint you, but that right there, it's just, I mean, I don't like it. You know, I don't like the subject. I don't like what you're talking about. I mean, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, have done this and, you know, some of them have made a lot of money doing it, but I mean, that's going to play out real soon. And, you know, just be more creative in your shit. Just get more creative, you know. Well, you're and telling, you're talking about telling girls about, basically yeah, don't uh-huh. follow what Nikki and Cardi are doing. Not really Nikki and, and, and Cardi. And no just shade, no, but yeah, that's no. Very... Just, you know, just just be creative. Yeah. You know, I, I hear so much of the same being spit at me. Mm. It's rare that I hear something different, you know, and... If you want to tell someone something, tell them the truth in a nice way because mm. it could be it could give them some love and some help. You know, if you really want it, you can get it. You know, I mean, if you have a hit song and it's just it sounds great, then someone would probably buy it. But how long would that last if this is all you have to do? You know, unless you're getting with a good you know team that I can feel write. Like you've got to have a great sounding voice, and that is either God given or you don't have it. But do you think? I've, I've heard people that I hate their voice and they're doing very well. You know, I want to say like who? <laughs> <laughs> like who are you I referring know, to? Know, right. The same one you're thinking of. <laughs> but they're doing very well. No, I, I. you know what? You can't really judge this now. There's no way to judge it. How do you judge today's talent? Well, I, I mean, just, I just meant histor- historically. I oh. think most, most of the MCs we love one of the things we love is we love the sound of their voice. Right. Right. We also love the way they flow. We also right. love what they talk about. Listen, and there are some new artists that I love. I mean, just the voice. I love. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's the beat for me. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low-sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it, and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member... I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamine a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi Secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from Tinderfoot TV Campside Media and iHeart Podcasts Radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wait, do you still love, you love current hip-hop? I do, some of it. Some of it? Yeah. It's different. Some of it I do like. I am, I do. But, but after a while. But it's after, different. After a while. We're born in the same year, and I'm like. Listen. 
I, you know, but before I loved all of it. I mean, it's some, it's some I do like, you know, I, you what know, do you like? um, um, young breezy, young, uh, yes on me, babe. Um, okay. I love, um, I mean, there's some I like, I don't like the crazy ones, but some, some sure. I do. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm TikToked out. I have a 19 year old. I don't know. Sometimes I hear the hooks of this stuff so much that when it comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, you know. But to hear it TikTok's when I'm the best radio station in America. But to hear it when I'm in, you know, for so long, like I can come home and my daughter's playing. I'm like, hey, no, come on, don't. But you your know. kids are turning you out of music. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't your know kids who. Are how old? 19 and 28. Yeah. 19 in college. Yep. Where? Seton Hall. Oh, here in New York. Mm -hmm. That's oh, great. Yep. That's fantastic. Yes. So, um, some music I love, you know, it depends on my hype. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, and then after time I'm like, hey, come on now, please. Do they Turn have a off. sense <laughs> of who you are as far as a person in hip hop history? Yes. And do you know how good that feels? Because <laughs> at first, you know, it took a lot of work to build a foundation that I have with my family. Um, for us to, you know, and yes, we are. But I mean, like your kids come along yes, at a point when they get they it. can't remember, they can't envision what you were like when you were cool. They and, get it. And you're like, look, here's a video of mom crushing it. They bring them to me. They do. Mom, oh my God, look at this. Where were you? We should put this on t-shirts. Oh, you're so cute. Look at this. Mom, why you didn't play this video? Look at mom. Oh my, you know, so they. So they've heard all the records. and Yes. And I'm like, you know, so yeah. And this feels good because yeah. I didn't really think, you know, yeah. they'd care. They do. It matters. Mm -hmm. So Aww. I know. That's because I'm not rapping anymore. They're proud of I'm mom. I'm cooking. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> they don't care. They don't, do they like your cooking? Yes. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. I, they've, they've tried the ones that didn't make it. <laughs> it's like, no, mom, you know, but and they'll tell me if they like it. They'll tell me what's their favorite dishes, you know. I, my kids, mm -hmm. man, you know, I, I, I cook this rigatoni bolognese. That's my dish, right? Oh, like okay. It, right. And, and they like it. But, you know, I want to keep trying. Right. Like the, how can I make it a yeah. little creamier? Can I add more? Right. And so you want me what to is, taste what it? What does tomato paste do? What right. does this have? And if I make the slightest change, you'd be like, mm, <laughs> I know, right? What's in this? <laughs> this is like a little garlic powder. Like, mm, I don't like it. Yeah. Why don't you just leave it? Right, right. Right. Like, way, like, right. I know, but I tried, you know, this time we use pork instead of. Like, right. Eh, right, right. Don't, don't keep it the same. <laughs> and that's what I love about cooking. And that's why I really love this cooking show because it's just me learning and loving and showing my adventurous side to adding more ingredients, you know. A whole nother way. I'm meeting people who are chefs and foodies like me who loves to experience. We're sharing recipes. We're trying. You know, so I like that. I, I like this, this, um, this adulting. <laughs> Nobody's in the kitchen. Nobody wants to break great cheese or, or wash dishes. So no one's in there to bother me. Did you have the idea for the show and look for a home or did they call you and say yeah no it, well it was kind of like a I started cooking on my social media um and um I got a call from powerhouse and we we put together some things and we did a sizzle reel and um it took about 2 years of us working together and 
Shout out to Powerhouse Productions. Um, we got a we got a hit from Aspire TV. So it was your. So it came. It was more Powerhouse came to you. Like let's let's put out something. Well, well Powerhouse, and then you know, you, Powerhouse and then you Productions. For, yeah. Well, they said you know we we work together on different um, ventures. Yeah. Nothing with with food, and um, you know they said, hey, listen, you look like you'll be a great fit. I see you, you know, cooking and doing all this other stuff. So along the journey, we worked our way up to. Having a cooking show. Amazing. I know. Do you get food from Khalees? I don't. She's a farmer. I know. I love I love watching her. And I cannot wait to go and see. I watch her her stuff as well. Yeah. I love her journey. Yeah. I like to see that. That's what it's all about. The journey of discovery, discovering new things. I love the fact that she likes it fresh. I like my food fresh too. Yeah. You know, I like adding all that the different ingredients and things that I don't even know about. If I said we can go to any restaurant you want tonight. I'll take care of you. Where are we going? Oh, where would we go? Goodness. I don't know. I don't really like a steakhouse. Um, I know people love steakhouses, and I went to one yesterday that was very delicious. I can't think of the name. It was over um, in Manhattan. I would like like a, I mean, I, do you guys remember, what's her name? It was a Creole. She's she's South Carolina. She's here, Jezebel's. I don't know if, if Jezebel's is still here. Do you know who Jezebel's? I don't know. It's closed? Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It. She was from South Carolina, uh -huh. and she had this cre these Creole kind of dishes and, you know, very sultry, mixed with a little Southern, um, you know, but but nice ingredients, you know, you know that it was just nice. So I, I like great food. I like. But you keep talking about the South. You really like that Southern soul no, food. No, I don't. I don't cook soul food. Okay. I don't make macaroni and cheese. You know. Where are your parents from? My mother's. My mother's from California, but her mother's from Mississippi. Your grandparents came from Mississippi. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And to, my to Southern California. Yes. Same as Snoop. Yeah. There's a lot of that Mississippi to yeah. Southern Cal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my dad came from Texas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to eat soul food. Well, I don't really, I don't really eat. Want. No, I don't really like soul food. I, I like to eat. I don't really like soul food. So, That's why I cook. I, I don't cook soul food. So what do you like? What do you, where do you want to go eat? I, I'd like to go to a, um, I don't want Italian food right now because I'm too much pasta. I'd probably just take a, I don't know where I'd go. <laughs> I don't know where I'd go. I mean, you know, of the places I like, I like small little restaurants. There's this place called um, Mustache Cafe in Los Angeles. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Right. Just nice dishes, fish dishes. Yeah. I like, you know, I like fish, I like yeah. vegetables. I do like steaks now yeah. and then, but you know, yeah. I just, I don't do pasta a lot. Have you been to the National Museum of African American History and Culture? Yeah, yes. And their cafe is so cool to me. Right? What do they have in their cafe? They have, I believe it's five different stations representing different African American food cultures. Mm -hmm. so Mid-Atlantic, Deep mm -hmm. South, whatever. And it blew my mind mm. that they had continued the mission of the museum there with so much with detail. The food. With the yes. 
Yes. See, this journey feels so good for me with cooking because, see, it just it's open to the fact that I love to cook, the fact that I can invite you into my home, entertain you, because that's what it's all. It started from. It started from me entertaining, having company, and cooking great food. You do fried chicken. I do do fried chicken. What do you do differently than than, than an expert? I just do. I mean, you know, I. What do I do different? I add I add uh, breadcrumbs to my flour. I dip my bread. I add, um, yeah, I dip my, my, my chicken. That's about it. Yeah. Season my, my flour. I mean, you know, good fried chicken is, that's, that's it right there. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the line right there. Yeah. That's it. That'll make, that's what made me fall in love. Oh, look at the fried chicken. Yeah. Oh. Listen, you have my steak, my salmon, you have my... Catfish etouffee, you're gonna fall in love. My my food is is a love dish. It's a growing um, love for me. You know, I'm always looking for different recipes to cook. Um, I just stumbled on my new Super Bowl, which is my jerk salmon bowl, which I make with rice. You know, my um, I, I don't know if I'm gonna put black beans in it. I didn't before. I, I used um I used um a mango salad, a mango salad with the raspberry homemade raspberry sauce that I made, I created, um, delicious. It, it's, I put some I, berries I, in it. Part of what I respect so much about chefs is that cooking is like in the middle of the Venn diagram of like art and science. Right. Right? You yes. Have to understand both of those yes. things. And, and not only that, I mean, the, the art for for me is the love. I mean, it's the creativity. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going down these aisles and discovering new um, items to cook with. But I mean, you understand this is going to taste good with that. Because I right? because I but, love food. But if I put that with that, that's not going to work. Because I've been I I've been to so many great restaurants. I've eaten so many great places. I've been to so many places around the world, and you know, I know that. I want, I want a little pepper with this sweetness, you know. And the 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 discovery for me is finding it, yeah. you know. Yeah. I want a little, you know. When I go to restaurants and they don't have a sauce for this, I had this um, this fish yesterday. I said, "Can you bring me something spicy and sweet?" You know. He made up something real quick. That's what I'll do. Yeah. You know, but the, that that discovery. Am I that witty with it? No. Do you want to have a restaurant? I don't know if I want to. No. I don't want to have a restaurant. Not, no. Just be a TV chef. No, not just be a TV chef either. I mean, you know, I love to cook. I'd, I'd love to do a food truck, but not, you know, not forever. You know what I mean? Just, you know, because I, the passion is so strong. Yeah. I'm learning. It's it's a fresh passion. I'm very excited about it. You know, it's truly something new. I never felt it. I haven't felt this good since I put out my first album. Aww. Yeah, it's Aww. like a it birthed in a new baby. And it's so raw. It's not, you know, you want to say I know it all and I don't. Yeah. I don't know it all. Yeah. I'm learning. That's the fun part for me. I have a new venture. Aww. I'm at the beginning of something new. And it's fresh. And I really love it. You know, when people come to my house, I tell them all the time, they, they're they waiting on the camera because, you know, it's a party. You ring my doorbell, I got the party, the music is already going. You know, the Sonos is through the whole house. They coming in, they ready for If they don't get the camera in their face, they're like, wait, you're not having a party? You're not cooking? What, you know, because people expect that. That's me. You come in my house, I'm telling you. You welcome in, you know, and it's bright light. 
nice music. Of course, I'm going to ask you if you want water or a cocktail or a beer. And I'm going to say, are you hungry? And I'm going to feed you. And I'm going to go get the food fresh. I'm going to go get the meat fresh from my, my meat guy. And whatever you want, I'm going to cook it for you right then but and there. But you're always a performer. So if it's music, if it's this, it's like I'm Probably performing, so. I'm entertaining you. Probably so, yeah. It's but for the my, same. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same love I give. Yeah, yeah. It's the same love I give. Yep, you're absolutely right. I mean, there are some down times, you know, when my sure. kitchen. I'm in the kitchen with the kids. Sure. You know, and no one's there, but I'm down there, and I'm just in my own zone. It's like a free space. It's it's almost like because I'm settled in my life now, and I, I've accepted um, this 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 um, I've accepted that you know um, who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay with who I am. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be rich or famous or I don't have to do shows. You know, I'm well taken care of, you know, so peace in the, in the kitchen. You know, my kids, you know, they know I'm home. They smell the food. My daughter's calling me. She's the oldest one. She lives alone. You know, she's calling me, asking me for recipes. Sanai's upstairs in her room, TikToking or playing music or, you know what I mean? But she smells the food. They come down, you know, stairs to the kitchen. You know, what are you doing? Let me taste it, you know, just really chill. And I like that. So mm. you'll see that on the show. Thanks for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. And maybe this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on TikTok at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Brown. Our editors, Ryan Woodhull, our bookers, Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.